Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Statesman Soundwave. My name is Rav Kosla, and I am the host of this podcast. With me today, I have Dylan and Kelly, two staffers who have already been on the podcast previously. Today's episode is called Patriot Precautions, and we will be talking about Stevenson's plan to reopen the school for in-person instruction for the second semester. We will speak about the context of this decision, explain the details of the plan, and give our personal opinions on the decision that Stevenson has made. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Dylan, why don't you introduce the plans that Stevenson had for the first semester? All right. Stevenson held a webinar at the end of July, which structured their initial plans for the 2020-2021 school year, which stated that before the beginning of the first semester, Stevenson was thinking about giving the students and their families a choice between uh, either hybrid learning or remote learning. But... However, COVID cases were still increasing in Illinois during that time and in the area. With the large, and with the large population at Stevenson, the administration felt like they didn't want to take any risks. So they kept it safe and decided that all students should stay home and learn remotely the whole first semester. I think one important aspect to consider is that in order for, Steven, for the Stevenson administration to like keep students' learning environment safe, as possible at the high school, if they were willing to make that choice, they would have to like invest a lot of money in plexiglass and make sure they separate the de- desks like six feet apart from one another, just to keep a safe environment. But Stevenson wasn't willing to take that step and risk for yeah. their students. Yeah, definitely, though. And I think you bring up a good point that Stevenson would really have to invest a lot, not only financially, but also just the administration it's so much hard work ensuring that there's no outbreak there's no um just kids stay safe because that's what's most important and i think they felt that keeping us at home wouldn't really compromise our learning and it would keep us safe at the same time which is honestly the best option in this situation which is such an unprecedented situation but i think stevenson made the right decision kelly why don't you explain how remote learning has been working for us for the last few months Yeah, so um, like a normal school day, remote learning starts at 8.35 a.m. every day. Um, The only difference is that all the classes are on Zoom. Um, Another difference between um, in-person and remote learning is the fact that all class periods are now 37 minutes long with a break of 15 minutes between every period. Um, Occasionally, there are asynchronous days where teachers give out classwork to complete by a certain time. And when students turn that work in, they will be marked um, present in class. Uh, recently, the administration has started these school-wide asynchronous days where um, every class is forced to be asynchronous so that students can talk to their teachers with any concerns about grades or um, well-being in general. Um, when, it, um, when it comes to taking tests, teachers post them on Canvas during class periods and every student has to turn them in on time by the end of the class or by the time specified on Canvas in order to get a grade Um, All cameras also have to be on while students are taking the assessments. Teachers also use breakout rooms to mimic table groups so classmates can work together on classwork and be collaborative with one one another. Um, Remote learning, it can be very difficult to communicate with each other. So uh, a lot of teachers have been using breakout rooms as a method to combat this problem. And it has been working well in some classes, but not so well in others. 
Definitely. I think you, you with the breakout rooms, it's either hit or miss for a lot of classes. I think it depends on the material as well as like the willingness of students to participate. I feel some students just really don't care, turn their cameras off, go on mute and just don't uh, participate in the breakout rooms. And sometimes that can get very frustrating as a student who wants to participate. I'm guessing you guys also have faced that before. And while the teachers are trying their best, I think breakout rooms is one aspect that has been, as I said, hit or miss but overall, I think Stevenson has done a wonderful job using Zoom as a great resource to mimic a normal school day to the best of their abilities. However, not all students were, back, uh, were on Zoom for all occasions. So some athletes, as well as some club members, were able to go back on campus, and they all had to wear masks at all times. And the coaches for certain sports teams and the sponsors of clubs were required to take their temperatures of their students, whether they're athletes or whether they're going for a club. There were also assessments that uh, Stevenson held. There were PSAT exams, there were ACTs, SATs, and there were long lines outside well, waiting to get into the building. And every student had to wear a mask to enter. You had to wear a mask during the whole test while you were in the school. And they also had social distancing within the classrooms. Another thing Stevenson did as a precautionary measure was require a health check-in form on Google Forms in order to enter the building. And that form included some questions regarding symptoms and if whether or not you had been exposed to the virus. They also had an iPad stand that took everybody's temperature when entering the building to make sure the environment was safe and no one was feeling any symptoms of the coronavirus. However, Stevenson wasn't, was one of the many schools that went remote. However, there were a few schools that chose to go back to in-person instruction. New Trier High School and Lake Forest High School were, were the only public schools to offer in-person learning in the North Suburban area. New Trier has had to shut down and reopen multiple times due to outbreaks with students and staff. And Lake Forest recently went to full remote learning for the first time due to an outbreak as well. So in-person instruction hasn't worked as well as those schools wanted it to. And they weren't able to provide the continuity that we have received at Stevenson through a fully remote experience, unlike those schools who have been running a hybrid model. Stevenson has been in communication with all the school districts when formulating their plans and determining what works best for the second semester. Dylan, why don't you talk about COVID and how it's really affecting us in the present day? Uh, in Illinois, there is approximately 587,000 COVID cases and 11,217 COVID-19 deaths. And just in Lake County, there, there has been 31,079 COVID-19 cases. So it's very, like, very, very deadly virus, and it spreads easily. So it's very important that Stevenson takes these precautions. And, like, we're very thankful that they have and are able to like, do this right now. For sure. Home. Yeah, definitely. And the last 14 days, from November 2nd to November 15th, there have been 7,914 uh, COVID-19 cases, which just proves that this like virus just doesn't go away. We thought it would be away and we would be in normal school by the, by the start of first semester, but it looks like second semester isn't looking the best, which we'll obviously be explaining later on in this episode. So Dylan, why don't you uh, tell us about the webinar that Stevenson recently held to introduce their hybrid schedule? All right. So Stevenson held another webinar on November 9th on Zoom just to inform like the Stevenson community, the parents, the students, what to look forward to second semester. And it was hosted by Superintendent Eric Tuadel and Principal Troy Gobble. It was open to all of the Stevenson community. And Dr. Tuadel and Mr. Gobble mentioned that there was up to a thousand people in attendance on that Zoom webinar. Yeah, that just shows how and like involved the community wants to be and safe they want to be. Just make sure what's going on 
Stevenson community. Yeah, definitely. I think the community just wants to keep their kids safe as well as the teachers. The teachers are an integral part of the Stevenson community and we need to keep them safe as well. So Kelly, why don't you tell us about the private, uh, the Patriot hybrid schedule? Yeah, so at the November 9th webinar that Dylan was just talking about, the administration announced a Patriot hybrid schedule, um, which includes some priorities or in this hybrid schedule outlines some priorities of the administration, which includes maximizing the number of days that students can choose to be on campus, providing ongoing flexibility for students to choose between in-person and remote learning, keeping classes and teachers consistent for the second semester, eliminating unscheduled time, for example, lunch and free periods, as well as implementing a schedule that can expand to handle the entire, the entire student body if we are able to. Um, ultimately, students are given the opportunity to choose each day whether or not they want to attend class in person or online. However, in this model, students will be divided into groups of three, green, gold, and blue, based on geography. Um, and by doing so, the school can better help organize the busing for the students. These groups will cycle through a three-week hybrid schedule, and over those three weeks, students will attend their schedule each day and have the option to be in person eight times for half a day. Yeah, I mean, I think Stevenson, as you mentioned, Kelly, had some priorities, which definitely includes getting students in the, on campus as much as possible. And they've introduced that in the Patriot hybrid schedule. So for example, I'll give you guys an example. If you're, if you're a listener, imagine you're in the gold group. So on Monday, you will attend your uh, periods one, two, three, and four from 745 through 1055. Then to ensure that there's not unscheduled time, as Kelly mentioned, no lunch periods, no free times, there will be an hour and 20 minutes in between 1055 and 1215, in which all of the gold group kids will be bused home for lunch and will stay at home for the rest of their classes and attend the rest of their classes on Zoom, while the blue group will come to school during that busing break. From, and then from 1215 to 325, they're taking their classes in person while the green and gold groups are taking their classes on Zoom. So they've been able to introduce a schedule which involves kids staying at home and being at school and it involves uh, Zoom. Zoom is still gonna be integral to this academic structure. Each day, as I mentioned, will be broken up by a long break to support transportation of students from home, uh, students home from campus for lunch. Lunch service and meals will not be provided on campus due to the potential safety hazards from this. And the students bus back home, as I mentioned, will continue the remainder of their classes at home. Uh, this break time will also be utilized to transport students to campus, as I mentioned with the blue group, if they are assigned to the afternoon por portion of their designated in-person learning day. They've formatted lunch periods and free periods this way in order to eliminate unscheduled time and reduce the density of students on campus as they've discovered that as, if students have a lot of unscheduled times where they're mingling and they're grouping together in such as like the library or the lunch rooms, that's where the virus will truly spread because in the classroom, the kids are socially distanced, the teachers are monitoring. However, this unscheduled time is really where the virus can be threatening for the student body. Students can, who choose to participate in in-person learning on their designated day can do one of two things. They either ride, uh, ride the bus to school or be dropped off at school from their parents. Bus routes, as Kelly mentioned, will be organized by geography. Another thing that Stevenson will be doing that is 
really essential to this whole re, uh, hybrid or restarting will be surveillance testing. So the surveillance testing is not a diagnostic test or screener. Rather, sur surveillance testing is a tool to help the a school understand the potential incidence rates on campus and make informed decisions on the teaching and learning experience on campus. This strategy is one of nine mitigation strategies that the school is implementing as part of their safety model. Some of these strategies include um, newer air conditioning, social distancing, as well as factors in the schedule, such as busing and limiting unscheduled times. So that's what the hybrid schedule essentially is. Now we'll be providing our own opinions on this situation. So Kelly, why don't you, why don't you talk about what we thought about, uh, what do we think about reopening? Yeah, so um, although this kind of plan is a compromise between those who want Stevenson to reopen and those who don't, it is not a good one. Given the current trajectory of the coronavirus pandemic, hybrid learning is simply too dangerous, especially for a school as large as Stevenson. We acknowledge the students who are struggling during this pandemic, but helping our community recover from COVID-19 should be the priority. The administration has already offered several programs to help struggling students, and most teachers are very accommodating and will meet after hours with their students to talk about their struggles or any issues that they're having. Definitely. I mean, hybrid, I think remote learning has taken a toll on all of us. I mean, Dylan, have you, do you think you faced any like situations which like you wouldn't have faced in a normal schooling environment, like potentially like some well-being stuff or just academic stuff? I mean, like at the beginning of when, like when it all started, like it was kind of, you know, like, you know, grades like didn't matter like at the second semester. So I feel like a lot of the kids in my breakout rooms like did not talk at all. And like that only happens occasionally now, but most of the time they talk in the breakout rooms. Definitely. I think you brought up a good point with the breakout rooms and just in general participation. I feel that due to like there's no adult presence in the same room. I mean, we're all in our bedrooms. I think most of us are. And you're just not as motivated or as energized as you would be. And honestly, I feel always looking at a screen like like constantly we're looking at multiple screens because that classes require us to we have zoom running on our laptop we're doing math notes on our ipad and you have your phone nearby because there's no adult supervision so you're really just distracted and it's really hard to stay motivated in this remote learning environment however kelly also brought up a good point that teachers have been really really supportive in this time as well as counselors and overall the students and support teams and really just helping us out through with our mental well-being with our academics and just keeping us motivated and getting through the first semester and then tackling second semester when the time comes now to wrap up this podcast we'll each be giving up our own we we'll each be giving our own personal opinions on the situation so we'll start with dylan what will you be doing will you be going through with the hybrid model if it starts on time or will you just be staying home i plan to stay at home and continue to learn remotely because i feel like there are too many risks and factors that playing to going back to a large high school with like 5,000 students. Personally, I have enjoyed remote learning because the schedule is more flexible. I'm still able to gain the same amount of knowledge as I would in a school environment, like during the day. When it comes to social and mental, comes to the social and mental aspect of school, I feel like I can still talk to my friend group at home through social media, like text messages during lunch as I would in school. Therefore, I think remote learning is the best option for me anyone who isn't struggling right now in school or mentally definitely kelly what about you yeah similar similarly to dylan i will be staying at home during the second semester 
Um, personally, I still struggle with remote learning um, academically, socially, and mentally, but I would rather deal with these issues than go back to school given the volatile situation that we are facing. I just don't see the appeal in going back to campus only to spend the day on Zoom anyway. Um, another thing I have to consider is the fact that my grandmother is flying back from China in December, and I don't want to put her at risk for coronavirus. Definitely. I think going to school definitely increases the risk. And with a at-risk member in your home, you wouldn't want to do that. And similarly to both of you guys, I will not be comfortable attending uh, school in person, especially if the COVID numbers continue to rise in the way that they are. My remote learning experience has been extremely similar to my in-person experience academically. And while it really hasn't been the same socially, it's better to keep myself and my family safe in these circumstances rather than risk my health for a slightly better educational experience. And as I said, academically, it's very similar. However, I'm not able to meet my friends as much as I would like to, but I think I would rather stay healthy, stay safe from this virus that we've talked about is really, really deadly, and we don't want to put ourselves in, at risk to it. And with that, I would like to conclude this episode of Statesman Soundwave. I hope you're able to learn more about the measures Stevenson is taking to reopen school in the second semester and how we as representatives of the student body feel about it. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube to always know when our episodes come out. Also, be sure to check out our website, statesmanshs.org, to read all the stories put out by our staff. That's all for now. Thank you. Thank you.